Welcome to Women That Wait, shedding light on the struggles Christian women have in finding godly counterparts. My name is Tavia and I am your host and this is episode three. So again, we just always want to start off with um, the preliminary things. Just thanking everybody for listening. Thank you for tuning in to season two. And also just a reminder that women that wait, we're not here to bash anybody, no matter what the struggle is, whether if you're a Christian or not, whatever spiritual path that you're on, we respect it. We're here to learn. We're here to um, talk with each other and just to grow in this walk and to struggle about Christian dating for single women and for single men. So we don't discriminate in any capacity. So what I'd like to do today, season two, we've been starting off with a question. So I have a question out there for everyone. I just want you to give me your opinion. So this question, again, is geared towards single people, but it has a little undertone for those who are married as well, which will kind of hint on our guest today. So I want to ask single people, when you have a secret and you have a friend who is married, do you trust married people with your secrets? And the reason why I'm asking is that from my experience, a lot of married people, if I'm confiding in them, they will tell me that whatever I confide in to them, they will also share with their spouse. For some people, again, the rumble in the pews have said that this isn't fair because it's one thing if you trust your friend, but if you don't have that relationship with their spouse and they tell your secret, you know, they don't really care if you're upset or not. So this is something I really want both married people too to weigh in on because this, especially in friendships, can change the dynamic. If you and a friend are both single and you're going down that road together and then one of your friends has to come off the road because they found a life partner. How does that change the dynamic of your relationship? Have you had any experiences where married people have said to you, stop, please don't tell me anything or else please know that I will tell my spouse. Or do you have a friend, doesn't matter, married, single, divorced, your secrets are locked with them. So I just wanna know, single people, do you change confidants once your friend becomes married? Married people, when someone single tells you their business, do you feel that it should just automatically be known that you are going to tell your spouse and they should respect that? Um, for both sides, have your has your relationship changed because um, you got married or your friend got married? So please hit us up on Instagram, Women That Wait. Um, look for us on Facebook too, and just share your opinion with us. Okay. So now we're gonna get into our guest um, today. We have a very esteemed guest with us today. Um, it's another married gentleman. Sorry, single ladies. I'll give you a second to boo, boo. But don't worry, he's going to be dropping some diamonds on us today. So we really want to take to heart what he has to say. So I just want to give him a second just to say hello and just to introduce himself. So today, our guest on Women That Wait is Mr. PG Case. Please say hello. Hello, WTW audience. Tavia, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. It is a great honor. Well, I really appreciate you coming, taking out the time, you know, to just drop some science on us and just give us your input, especially from a gentleman's perspective. You are married, as I mentioned. I'd just like you to share your opinion and your thoughts on the dating scene. So in your opinion, has the dating scene changed since you become married? So I'm asking you, give us your insight on behalf of your single Christian male friends. Um, you know what, I gotta say that it most likely has, given the fact that social media has become such a um, a great part of our society. I think back in the days, we'd see a girl, we would approach her, we'd talk to her, and um, we'd love to drop some lines, you know, when we were talking about like sweet talking, or <laughs> dropping some lyrics, or whatever it is, but we've found out that there are just so many different sites out there right now hmm. that we're inundated with that um, a lot of us can actually jump on. And it's also about like time, right? I think people don't make time to interact with um, individuals as much as they used to before. True. So I think for me, when I was coming out of the dating game, there was Tinder was just coming on the scene. Mm. Well, back in the days, you had like tagged, you know, <laughs> but now you have what Tinder, plenty of fish. I don't even know all of them right now. Someone that I don't know, but there's just so many, and I think um, like e, was it eHarmony or 
Stop yep. like that. That's another one. Christian singles. Christian ready mingles. To mingles. Or Christian mingles. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like there's so many different um, platforms out there that I guess you want to say gives you the option or the opportunity to meet people. But what we need to realize, and I think for me, when I think about um, the dating game, is that you don't get to really know someone until you interact with them um, on a face-to-face, right? It's easy to be able to um, convey sometimes what you're thinking over um, a screen, right? Whether it be your cell phone, whether it be the computer. Mm-hmm. But when you finally get face-to-face the individual, sometimes it's that there's that awkwardness. And I know that there are times when I'm like sitting in a restaurant and <laughs> you see people on a date and you know they're on a date, but all they're doing is that they're talking on their phones or they're looking at their phones, right? <laughs> they can't communicate with each other. So the dating game has definitely changed. In some ways, I think it's it's good and bad as well, yeah. if you really think about it, because there are times where you just don't have the time to really go out. You feel like you're so consumed with life as it is, right? But um, the other aspect of it is that <sighs> you just need to go talk to someone. Yeah, you know, and um, at least that's where I'm. I'm thinking about the dating game right now. Yeah, and that's always changed at least for from when I look at it. Okay, all right. Um, thinking about something that may or may not have changed, we at Women That Wait we did a survey some time ago. Um, with single Christian men and single Christian women, just to kind of get some feedback into what they're thinking about. And according to our survey, physical attractions. We're talking about looks are one of the top three requirements for single Christian men when looking for a wife. So generally, all the men that we surveyed, we asked them, is look, are looks number one? Is it in your top three or does it matter at all? And they all said it needs to be in the top three. Do you agree with this? Like, how true do you think this is? Um, <laughs> be well, honest. Okay, it's okay. Let's, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's negate christian okay and just let me talk as a man okay right all right you want to be around someone who's attractive let's keep it real that's fine she has to be attractive yes right but the thing is my looks like the looks that i'm looking for may be totally different from another guy right so is it in the top three i think you have to also look at the individual as well Hmm. where they are in their life um if you ask me this in my teens, early 20s, I'm like, yo, top three, 100%, right? <laughs> but as I've gotten older and I've matured, don't get me wrong, I got a beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. So obviously, <laughs> it's up there. But at the same time, if you had to say, well, PG, after the looks fade, right, what do you have? Well, I have an intelligent wife mm-hmm. who is outspoken. She's strong. She's a woman of God. She's God-fearing. Um, she's a great mother. So I think you're, well, at least I'd hope that your, um, your perspective changes, right? As you get older, um, looks fade. Yeah. Right. And, um, again, you have, as I said, it's a man thing, right? Mm -hmm. We, Mm -hmm. we, we, we kind of, we, we get attracted by our eyes. Okay. Right. We we're invested by eyes. Everything for us is visual. From time to time, right? So I think as of, depending on your age, right? People are going to, men, I should say, (laughs) men are going to, we just love things that look good to our eyes. I'm just keep it like that, right? Okay, that's fair. Right? We love fast cars. Yes. Right? But at the same time, you look at a car like, am I going to drive that Toyota over there or do I like that Bugatti? Right? So uh, (laughs) it's just, it's a man thing, right? We like to look at. A woman and say wow she's beautiful i'm attracted to her as a christian man it's the same thing right but i believe that when you are in a relationship with god there needs to be a time in your own life thing where you have to realize that you want what you want mm-hmm. but you need what you want okay right? right and are those looks what you need versus what you want right i'm not saying that you should go out with the most unattractive girl, right? It's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. saying more so that be purposeful in what you're looking for in a woman because 
that is the individual that's going to be your lifelong mate, right? So again, I'm going to reiterate that looks fade. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what that individual possesses emotionally, mentally, spiritually, those are the things that never fade. One of the things I want to touch on that you actually brought up twice is about the looks fade. And I was thinking about it the other day and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, so if Christian men have physical attraction as their top three, and yes, as you said, looks fade, how quickly a woman's looks can change, but yet they're making it one of their top three. I mean, if you logistically think about it, could get married and within a couple of months, a woman could get pregnant, her Mm -hmm. looks are going to change. A lot of women will say after they have a baby, their body's never the same. But yet, this is something that you banked on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying you, but I'm saying Christian men are banking on for choosing a mate for the rest of their life. Yeah. So this is something that, I mean, I understand. I hear exactly where you're coming from. It's a little concerning, but at the same time, I respect it. Because as a woman, I will admit, I'm the same way. Like, I think that's kind of like a misconception that, yes, women are about looks, but mm-hmm. I think what men put... The weight they put on looks, women put on security. And what I mean security is not necessarily financial security, but more that a lot of women, and again, women out there, please chime in if you disagree or agree. A lot of women, they're about security. They want to make sure that they get married and they never get divorced. Mm -hmm. This man never cheats on them. This man never leaves them. That's the biggest thing. So their top three is going to be security. So they want to make sure that this man is going to keep them safe. Right. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, this, you know, sometimes it does hurt. And, you know, I've had experiences where I've been talking to Christian men and they'll say, oh, yeah, blah, 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 woman over there. What was it? Someone said, Susie Q in the pew. Yeah, she's great. She's so fun. But they won't date her. And it's always the looks. Like, you know, I've never heard a Christian man say, oh, you know, she's beautiful, but... Um, she's not that smart or she's beautiful, but she's lazy. The mm-hmm. main reason why they always say no to women is because of the looks. I find that in my experience, the Christian men that I talk to, once the looks are there, that can just override anything else. So that's just kind of how I see it. You know, you have a great point though, Taves. And okay. um, when I was reading this question, I was starting to think, I'm like, well, if looks are in the top three, mm-hmm. I wonder what else would be there in the ranks because as a Christian man, now let's put back Christian man in front of men. Okay. Um, is she God-fearing? Is she an individual that you can hold a conversation with? Like what, what is it in your bucket that is your top three? Because top three is very important, right? Like of course. looks, maybe top five, top 10, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But we're talking about are you with an individual that you see yourself going to be, I'm going to use the word compatible with. Yes. Right. And can you have a conversation with that individual? Yes. Right. Can you laugh with that person? Yes. Can you read the word of God with that person? Can yes. Can you pray yes. with that person? Yes. Right. So if you're not even doing those things in your top three as a Christian man, right. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I do that every single day with my wife, yeah. but I know that if I need to pray, with her, I can pray with her. If I need to read the Bible and study the Bible and learn from her, I can do that, right? So you really have to now start to really think about what is really in your top three that looks is either one, two, or three. Okay. Right? So that's all I'm saying. You got to kind of check that. Well, you know what? That is well said. Like, I don't even think I can top that. So (laughs) another question in the survey that came up that I want to get your opinion on is that all the men in the survey said they never dated a woman from their home church. That means the church that they're attending, they never dated a woman in that church as well. Have you ever done that? And can you actually shed some light on why do you think that's so high? Like, why is it that a lot of Christian men don't want to date a woman in the same church as them? <laughs> that's a loaded question. First and foremost, everyone is all is going to be all up in your business. Okay. Right. Everyone sees what's going to, what's happening. Would I do it or have I, or have I done it? Nope. <laughs> okay. Right? Would I? Not really. 
there's just certain things that you kind of want to keep separate from the limelight of okay. where you, per se, worship, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you don't want people... I think for me, I don't want people knowing my business. Okay. Right? And when I dated a girl, that girl only came and visited once in a while to my church. Okay. Right? But hmm. we never went to the same church. We And again, it's also about the relationship you have with the people at your church. Okay. Right? I think at particular times of my life when I dated an individual, I didn't have a great relationship with a lot of people at my church, right? I wasn't in, I know it's hard to believe. I know I'm very <laughs> outgoing and all that, but I really was not into like chilling with church people. Wow. <laughs> right? Because for my own reasons, yeah, right? They were different. Okay. And I found church sometimes was like school when people had their cliques, oh, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? If I'm going to date someone, I'm going to date them from outside the church and I'll bring them to church once in a while. Yeah. But I don't want people all up in my business. Yeah. Like, oh, when are you guys getting married? And you know, like, that's what church people, when y'all getting married mm-hmm. and are you dating or are you courting? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, courting, dating. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the same thing. Same thing. Right? So I can understand why a man just don't want to date someone in church. Okay. And then... Here's another part. Hmm. Let's say that I am invested in that church and I start dating someone in that church. She's friends with the same friends that I have. And then next thing you know, we break up. Ah. Well, PG was this to Jenny and Jenny was this to PG. And now you have a split among friends. Yeah. Right. And everyone's just going to speculate that this did this and this. And then it's not for me to have to go in there and defend myself or Jenny has to go there and defend herself and all this stuff. Yeah. Right. Like it's just it's just too close. Uh-huh. Right. It's like when they say you don't try and not have um, relationships at work. Okay. Right? Ooh. So right. it's the same thing. Like, you just don't want to bring that kind of level of relationship in the church. And I don't think there's anything really wrong with it. Yeah. Right? But let's be honest. If you find someone and you feel that that individual is right for you, I'm not saying don't do it. You go for it. Okay. Right? But make sure at the end of the day, it's God-driven. Right? That you know that this is the individual want to be with. But make sure that you're setting expectations for yourselves and let and keep your friends out of your business, especially <laughs> when you're so um, close. You can't let everyone know what's going on. You okay. can't run to this person and tell them, oh, well, you know, PG did this. And then PG's going, oh, well, Jenny did this. Yeah. Right. So you just got to be very careful yeah. when you start to undertake those kind of relationships. I think they can work. Yeah, I think um, what you're saying is you kind of got to tread lightly. And I've even known like of situations where the people in the, you know, the couple who went to the same church, they dated really quietly, Mm. you know, at first, just in case, you know, like if something happened, you know, not wishing something happens, but if something happens, then, you know, no one has to know about it. And I'm I'm with you. I don't want people all up in my business because it's hard. And the pressure, that's the big thing, too the pressure and you don't want that pressure unless you're ready Mm -hmm. um just listening to you talking it's just so interesting because the difference with christian women is that we don't even feel we have that luxury to say oh well i'm not gonna date a guy in the church because of that like because we find that there's not a lot of christian men out there or they're hard to identify wherever we find this guy we gotta get him I think that we use church as like a litmus test to kind of say, okay, well, if this guy's walking in the church on a Sunday morning and he's sitting there the whole time. That means he must have some type of relationship with God and he must, you know, he must be good enough. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of go, you know, out in the world. Although I know there's guys out there in the world and I have met them out in the world, um, but it's harder to identify them. So I think that's why a lot of Christian women are kind of stuck in the church, but I wish there were enough that I could have the luxury to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to date a guy, but I'm not going to choose a guy from the church. We just got to pick him or get him wherever we can find him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they're walking like with a big C on their chest. If they could do that, 
then I could say, okay, I'll just kind of look around for the guy with the C. But Scarlet C? Scarlet C. <laughs> so it's just like we're using the, you know, when we see a guy walk into the church, there is that idea where all these Christian men are like staring, Christian women are mm-hmm. staring at this guy because that is kind of like, you know, like our diffuser or our litmus test to see that this guy possibly could be a man of God because it's kind of harder to identify them outside in the world unless you know again they're wearing the big c or jesus loves you or and even that yeah. you know but anyways that's going on a different tangent okay so this is what i need to know from you you are a christian man i'm sure you have i hope you have christian friends who are still single i want you to talk about like how your relationship has changed with your single friends um this is kind of talking about the question i posed at the beginning of the of the podcast when i asked you know, about when you're confidants, right? Um, but just in general, like, has your relationship with your single friends changed now that you're married in any capacity? Like, one of my really good friends, he just got married this summer. But we've always been able to have deep conversations, right, on relationships, on um, just things that happen in society. And I know that sometimes when he tells me stuff, I do not run back and tell my wife, <laughs> right? Okay. But there are times when a single friend might say something to me where it's just, it just has me tripping, Okay. right? And I just don't know how to sometimes deal with it. So yeah, I'll go tell my wife, but she doesn't have to know the name of the person. Okay. Right? So she doesn't always have to know the name. That's fair. Right? So I think it's fine. But um, getting back to the question... I know that at times we used to go out and watch a UFC fight or just go chill out and talk and you know what I mean? Like, you know, as single men would do when I got married, things change. Right. And it's not that you don't want to chill with your your single friends. It's just that your your accountability and your responsibility changes and shifts. Yeah. Right. And. I think you have to look back at the Bible. I know everyone gets caught up on this verse where it's like, women submit to your your husbands, right? Yeah. But then it's like, men love your woman like Christ loves the church. Yeah. And that's something that I always think about because if I understand that how Christ loved the church is that he sacrificed, he gave his life for the church, right? So for my relationship, where there are times where I need to cut off certain things or sacrifice certain things in my life in order to to live up to my responsibilities then the things that I would do usually with my single friends I gotta shift again my whole scope and mentality okay right so my relationship it's not nil to none like it's not something that is non-existent it's just that we don't get time to really chill like we used to because I just have responsibilities that's fair and i think that what i'm hearing from you it doesn't sound like your friends have changed it's just that maybe the dynamic of the relationship has has changed and that's fair um i think you know maybe we can't like blanket this over all christian men like you know married men maybe each one is different you know and i mean you know we both have friends and Mm -hmm. we've seen people handle it differently um so, yeah, I was just kind of curious to see that because um, I do hear sometimes where a uh, Christian man will feel, be like, I'm married. I need to hang out with married guys and I can't hang out with the single guys anymore because they're just doing things that don't align. Not that they're saying they're doing bad things, maybe mm-hmm. like staying out until one o'clock, whereas the, Christ- the married man is like, well, I need to get back to my wife. So maybe he just feels that he's in a different spot. So that's kind of like what I wanted to you know, hear you say, but you, I think what you said makes a lot of sense, especially for you and your journey and a lot of Christian married men out there. Yeah, it's accountability, right? Yeah. And responsibilities. They, your life changes when you get married, right? And then when you also become a father, that also changes even more, right? The dynamic definitely changes, right? And I agree with you that, you know what? Yeah, your single friends, they can go out, they can party, they can go and um, stay up till one, two o'clock at night. But when you realize that you, you're accountable to someone else and you have a responsibility and talk about security, right? Yeah. Everyone wants security. Mm-hmm. So to be out late 
and knowing that your wife and your kid is at home by themselves, you're hoping and praying that nothing happens. Yeah. But at the same time, you just want to make sure you're home so that when the lights are out and everything is said and done, they're okay. Yeah. Actually, I um, was watching a video some time ago and the gentleman who was speaking, I'm not necessarily sure if he was a Christian or not, but besides the point, he was very adamant about men. Like, I mean, maybe he was very emphatic about it, but he was just like, men need to be at home with their wives, just as you said, because in case something happens. And he just thought it was kind of wrong for the man to be out there. And I think he was coming from a perspective where, or a community where a lot of men were just out there, just going to the club, leaving their wife, you know, all hours of night, every weekend. Um, I understand there's balance and maybe, mm. you know, you probably understand that too. So I, you know, I wouldn't disagree with that. And I don't think either of us are saying that, you know, once you get married, you have to stay home all the time. Right. I remember um, speaking to another guy and he wasn't really into um, the nightlife per se. It didn't have to really be a club, but he, we were talking about, you know, his potential wife and he was saying that he would prefer his wife not to go out at all. And if she felt that, like, this is late into the night, like not saying out to dinner, but if she was going out, you know, for the night, he said he would prefer to have her in by 12 o'clock. So I was saying to him, I'm like, well, if your wife's going to the club, you know, 12 o'clock, that's when things just get starting. Mm-hmm. Then there's no point in, in going at all. And he was like, that's right. <laughs> I was like, whoa. So I don't know if that was a control issue there, but I, res- I understand yeah. and I hear all aspects of it. And we're not saying to be controlling or, you know, whether it's right or wrong. And I think especially as Christians, you know, we got to be careful. Right. But... As you said, bottom line is that, yeah, um, once you get married and once you have a child or children, your life changes and you have to kind of um, adjust accordingly. Exactly. Okay, here's another question. Now I'm going to need you to maybe betray some of your friends out there. So I hope they're not listening. But this is something that we Christian single women, we need to know. Um, we feel that we're struggling. in turn. Well, I can speak for myself and say, yeah, I feel like I'm struggling trying to find a nice Christian ma- single man out there to marry, do Christian men even feel the same way? I would assume that they don't, but I want to hear it from you. When you were single, did you feel a point where you were struggling and like, God, you know, why am I not getting married? Why am I not finding somebody? And even going beyond that, going mm-hmm. a little deeper, do Christian men ever feel a sense of shame? Personally, um, I was not ashamed. When I wasn't in a relationship. Mm. Actually, I think almost after 2010, I was in a relationship every year. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, no shade. I'm, I'm just saying, wow, man. No, wow, but... Um, wow, wow. No, I think for me, um, I was never ashamed Okay. being single. But I think there was a time in my life, as and again, as you get older, yeah, your whole perspective changes on life. And who you are as an individual and what you need. Again, I'm going to go back to the fact that it's not what you want. It's what you need. Okay. And asking God to bless you with what you need. Mm -hmm. And I remember nights when I started to feel like, you know what, God? I need someone I can talk to. I need someone I can confide in. I need someone I can tell my innermost thoughts, my innermost feelings. Yeah. Right? And I had great girlfriends. I want to say girlfriends. I'm talking about like girls were like my good friends okay right that i could talk to but it's it was not the same yeah right because you wanted that person who you can tell every single thing yeah you want an individual who would know your inner thoughts right and your beliefs and sometimes just to be able to act cuckoo and weird (laughs) and you know what i mean like for them to see you the way other people do not see you. Okay. Right? So never time was I ashamed. And I hope Christian men are not ashamed that they don't have um, a significant other. Because to me, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. I think um, when you come to that point in your life, it's just more so praying to God and asking him to bless you with the woman that he seems fit for you. And for me, as I said, it was just more so going through the nights and days and like, you know what? I wish I just had someone I could just tell what's going on, you know, and just yeah. to be upfront with and 
just talk. I know I probably annoy my wife sometimes, <laughs> right? But I know that I have someone, though, that I can just be me. Yeah. Right? So I don't think... Um, and again, as you said, no judgment, right? Yeah. If you feel ashamed of being single as a man, as a Christian man, it's something that you really don't have to dwell on, right? Okay. You truly just have to just live your life and wait for God to bless you. Hmm. Wow. That was that was really good. So many things in there. Um I asked this because not like to be honest, yeah, I've never had a guy come to me and say, you know, wah wah wah, I'm so upset, I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one guy who's just like, Yeah, you know, I want to be in a relationship, but he was shy. Mm-hmm. So and I, you know, was good friends with this guy and I could see women literally throwing themselves at him but he was just that guy that was really hesitant to kind of you know make that move you know i just always wondered about that because i think with women and again i i can speak for myself yeah definitely one felt shame because especially when you have people in the church saying stuff and Mm -hmm. unfortunately there have been people who will tell you or people who've come to me and said, yeah, you're single because you're doing this or you are this or you look like this or you don't do this or da 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 da. And it's like when you're single for a long time and you're alone and you have all those moments to yourself, that's what's going through your head. Like, Mm -hmm. especially being single for so long, you're constantly asking yourself, what, what can I do differently? Yeah, you carry the guilt and shame. You think you've done something wrong. It's very hard to resolve that. Mm -hmm. And that was my experience. You know, do I walk around town with my head hung down low? There were times, some moments, I think now that I've matured, it's a little bit different. But I just wondered if um, maybe there are guys who do feel that way and they're just not saying it. Um, And we can talk about that later. But generally, um, it's just, it's seasons. It's seasons of life. Mm -hmm. And when you go through seasons of life, you're going to be different spaces. There's no shame for someone who does feel like that. If there's someone who's never experienced that feeling, that's great. And, you know, you know, share with others, pull others up in their moments. Um, Can I just add to that, Taves? Go ahead. Um, it's sad and it's a shame that you're in church and instead of people uplifting you and speaking life and positivity in your life about, you know what, I see you as this young woman and I see that you may not have someone in your life whatever it is right you should be speaking life yeah you should be speaking positivity because when you're saying that well you need to change this you need to do this yeah right what you're doing now is that you're actually making that person think that there's a problem with them right instead of taking that person you know what let me pray with you right if you need someone to speak to i'm here to talk to you yes and i think that it's amazing that you've now made this platform for people to talk yeah. about this because I know that there are probably numerous of people who are in the church that feel this way, whether it be shame or anger or sadness or feeling lonely. And they feel that they're struck, they're doing this by themselves. Yes. Right. And that's sometimes I find that that's the problem with the church is that we don't talk about these things. Right, Not we don't allow there to be a platform. We feel that on Sunday mornings, you put on your Sunday best or whatever you're wearing, you look good, you smell <laughs> fresh, your hair is done, your yeah. nails are did, and you put on this facade, right? But no one wants to get real and dirty and talk about what's really going on in my life, right? Just because I'm a Christian, it doesn't negate the fact that I'm a man, I'm a woman. Yeah. And these are the feelings, these are the emotions that I'm going through, right? So it is sad when, as a young woman, and I think women go through this more yeah. than men do. Like, no one really comes to me, oh, well, you know, um, hey, they're PG, you should be doing this already, and then that, right? <laughs> I remember one gentleman, and I'll digress after this, is that he always told me, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and I'll add it on to you, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Right? You're not coming at me saying, well, PG, you got to do this, this, this. Find a job, find a this, find a that. And then everything's going to be okay. <laughs> you know? It's just something simple. And I can respect that. You know? But you need to let people live and let people have their own lives. 
and it doesn't help when you're the one also tearing them down, especially when we're supposed to be in the church and be uplifting and building people up. Absolutely. I think what it may be for men and women, it's different pressures in different areas. So, cause yeah, something else I wanted to ask you. So again, for single Christian women, we have the pressure of being married and there's a whole lot coming with that. But with Christian men, and this is something that we talked about on the last podcast that I want to ask you as well. With the survey, we asked the Christian men just to kind of put some questions out there. And one man said that he's got a lot going on as to why he's still single. So because a lot of people are like, why are you still single? Like, I'm sure there are Christian men that get this question at church all the time. So do you agree that men have the pressure of having to have it all together financially, emotionally, and even spiritually prior to marriage? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, we do. And the reason for that, it's become more of a biblical thing. It's more of a societal thing. Yeah. Society says that a man should have a good job have a nice house, have a car, yeah, you know, have money in the bank, have everything together. And then when you have that, then you should have a woman. Okay. But then there's also a flip to it now where women are saying like, well, I want to be in my career. Yeah. Right. I want to be established. I don't want no kids. Right. <laughs> I'm not messing this up. Yeah. Right. So there's been so many different things I think that is caused us to say that we need to have all of our was it ducks lined up yeah before we jump to something mm-hmm. and i think it's just a mentality we have now but i can tell you for me personally i remember when when i met my wife and well, long story short it was a long distance relationship right okay but i remember when i wanted to get married and i was gonna go get a ring but i'm thinking to myself I'm like man I'm just, I'm done school recently. Mm. I'm in a call center job. It's paying me okay, but I hate the job. What am I going to do? And then I remember having a conversation with my mom and she's like, look, if you want to get married, believe it that God will provide. I said, all right, you know what? I'm going to take that leap of faith. I'm going to start buying the ring. When wifey comes, I'm going to do A, B, and C. Okay. Next thing you know, beginning of the year, I get a new job. Oh. And I was like, okay, God, I see you. Wow. Right? And God is just blessing me. And the job that I get, another $20,000 more. Hmm. Right? And I was like, whoa. Okay. You know, I'm like, okay, God. So this is what's happening. I am putting you first. I am letting you know that this is what I'm... I want, but yet I need this in my life, okay. right? And marriage is something that you orchestrated, yeah, right? And because you orchestrated it, I will need to know that you're going to bless me so I can proceed with this. Okay. And when I tell you things that start to fall into place after one, after the other, after the other, right? So it, now what happened now is it became God's plan instead of my plans. Okay. Right? And... We're talking about, well, financially stability. God blessed me with that. Okay. Right? Then, well, I'm stable emotionally. Right? (laughs) So, I don't know about most people. (laughs) I'm emotionally stable. But um, there are times when, as a man, you grew up thinking that, well, as a man, I can't express my true feelings. Mm. Right? We're easy to... We can laugh. We can get angry. But... How often do we cry? How often do we show that we're stressed? How often do we show that we're sad? Right? I'm not speaking for every man because we're all different, yeah. right? But you don't have to be in a place where you are this emotional robot, right? You need to be able to express these feelings as a man. And for me, again, just falling into the whole thing of being um, financially stable and stuff like that, it's... Things like that where God had to just bless me. Okay. Right? And open me up to say, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I think what we are not as men is vulnerable. Yeah. And when you make the decision to 
get married. And maybe that's why some men say, well, I need to make sure that I have all these things sorted out, is that there's a vulnerability. Okay. Right? When you say that I want to marry this person. Okay. I want to be with this person. Because if you're not, if a man says that I want to, he wants to marry you, and at least I'm hoping I'm speaking for a majority of the men out there, <laughs> is that they're saying that I want to be vulnerable to you. Okay. Right? If my finances suck, I want to be vulnerable to you to let you know that, yo, I can't afford this right now. Okay. Right? I can't do this right now. Yo, my car, yo, it needs gas and I got to put some (laughs) like oil in it at the same time. Right? It's going to burn smoke, but I need you to ride with me. Okay. You know, so. Okay, I don't want to cut you off, but because, yeah, you're saying so many good things. But that's the crux of everything. I think especially as a Christian, Mm -hmm. I feel like there are some, like your testimony is amazing. You really put yourself in a faith position. Mm -hmm. But I feel that there are a lot of guys who are saying they're not even getting to that point. They're saying, look, if I don't have a job and I'm not making this amount of money, I'm not even going there. And they might actually be passing up an amazing woman Mm -hmm. because they don't feel that even as a Christian, they don't feel that they're in that spot. And I can actually understand because maybe they're afraid to say what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, my car is burning oil and I need this. I need you to ride with me. And I don't know if you can attest to this, but maybe because there are some women mm-hmm. and who will say, no, like you need to get your stuff straight because I got my stuff straight. You're exactly. So why should why should you? Because I I mentioned this last episode. Someone said to me when she was dating her husband. Now she's married. Uh, your husband should bring you into a better place, not mm-hmm. a worse place. But what you're saying about faith that kind of um, negates that. It does, right? It definitely does, and I believe when. And we, I remember we spoke about this. Yeah. About being equally yoked. Yeah. Right? When you have someone who's equally yoked and can see the vision, right? Can see, and when I say the vision. Yeah. Right? Not the vision. Mm. Right? All right. So when you both can see the vision together, yes. right? You guys are going to work towards getting there. Okay. Right? And just to be, I think spirituality is also... A huge thing. Okay. Right. It has to be the foundation of that relationship. Yeah. And I think for again, back to us as men, we need to truly trust and seek God when it comes to maybe we don't have everything together, but just pray to God that hey, you know what? I may find a woman that is well established, right? She got her stuff together. But I'm gonna take a step of faith like Peter. <laughs> right i'm gonna get on the rocky waters yeah and i'm gonna go after that girl yeah and say yo baby i don't <laughs> got it all together but you and i we got a future you yeah. know and just trust that god is gonna bless that um union yeah right i'm not saying i know that may sound a little bit far-fetched but you have to have faith yeah right you gotta trust in god and i remember even one time when i was talking to my wife about something well before she was even my wife and she said to me is that, you know what? I don't want to marry a man that has everything already. Hmm. Because if he has everything already, I'm just a trophy. Wow. And I was like, ooh, okay, girl. Science. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yo, that is real. Wow. You know? I like and that. I was like, yeah, I want to marry this girl for real. Wow. You know, she, you want an individual with you that's going to make you think. That's going to uplift you as well as a man. And if you don't have these things together, it's fine. Because you're going to find a woman that can speak life into you. And that's one of the things that I think goes both ways. Maybe it is that, I'm going to, don't hate me now for it. But maybe women who are out there right now just don't know how to get a man and speak life into him. And is it, whose fault is it? Is it the household they grew up in? Maybe. Is it the church? Maybe. Is it the fact that we can't have real conversations? Probably. Relationships are difficult to read as it is. Yeah. And when you're seeking someone to be in a relationship with, especially when it's not just a friendship, it's something deeper. Yeah. It's hard to just say that I want to be with this individual. 
right? Mm -hmm. And you're judging yourself. And because you're judging yourself, you're feeling that the other person is going to judge you as well. Yeah. When that person is really saying, it's like, no, come as you are. Which was what what it should be. Exactly. That's what God did. He said, yo, come as you are. A diamond, when you put that diamond on a woman's finger, that diamond was never looking like that in the first place. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. That diamond needed work. Yeah. It needs to be cut. It needs to be shined. It needs to be ABC. So I think you got to look at yourself as well and say, you know what? I may not be perfect. But I'm a diamond and a rough. Yeah. And I mean, I got all this stuff together. But I know that whatever woman gets me and whatever and whatever woman I get, we can shine each other, you know? Yeah, we can I shine, shine together. you shine. Exactly. Yep. I shine, you shine. Well, I'm not gonna yeah, say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yep. that's, that's the mentality that we have to have. But it doesn't come easy. It takes time, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where, again, this platform is amazing because we get to have these conversations, right? We get to hear different perspectives, right? And you need to, as we continue to have these discussions, I think that it will really allow those who are hearing your podcast to realize that I'm not going through this by myself. Yeah. I don't have to have everything together. Yeah. You know, I just need to seek God and let him guide me so i want to ask you another question that um somebody mentioned on i think a couple episodes before Mm -hmm. um one of our listeners another gentleman said that one of the reasons why um christian men and women are having trouble kind of navigating relationships is because for christian men a lot of them were not taught how to treat a woman So for you, because I've heard you speak about your relationship with your father Mm -hmm. and that your father is a man of God. Mm -hmm. I would like you to speak on that in terms of having that man of God as your father and having a tight relationship. How did that paint your path of learning in terms of how to treat a woman and how to be a man of God? Mm -hmm. Because I think what my other um, guest was alluding to is that not all men have had that. And that, and that dictates how they treat women in their relationships. As you kind of mentioned before, like whose fault is that? Mm. Is it how the person was raised? Is it the church? So specifically speak on have, how you having a strong relationship with your father and a man of God as your father, how that made you the man you are in terms of relationships and treating your wife and women just in general. Yeah. I don't think my dad ever told me or taught me how to treat a woman. Okay. It is something that you you pick up based on your surroundings. Okay. Sometimes they have a saying, you're, you're a product of your, your surroundings, yeah. your environment, right? And I think uh, that's what I am. Um, my dad always has a saying, though, that anytime he and my, what, my, my mother got in an argument, and I'm like, yo, dad, you gonna make her say that to you, yo? What's <laughs> going on? He's like, Bridget, you have to protect the territory, you know? Right, <laughs> so I want to I want to explain what that is. Okay, but for those married folks, you can you know read Got into it, it right? Got it. Got but um, I always looked at how my dad treated my mom, and even when she could possibly be upset, he always never went back at her the same um, level of intensity. He's like PG when there's anger and when there conversations that could explode you gotta not answer in wrath okay right you gotta be able to have a level head and you gotta know when there are times to just say you know what let's cool down let's talk about this later and i don't know i guess now that i look back at it he was actually showing me how to be a man yeah absolutely. right but i never really took a lot of time to really think about oh my dad's teaching me how to be a man to me, I just saw him living. And he was living a life that is supposed to be an example to me as a man mm-hmm. and as a godly man. And when you have an individual who doesn't live for themselves, but that they live for their family, mm-hmm. then you see a difference in the way they interact. So I think for me, my dad never... And I, what I'm trying to get at is that my dad never sat me down and said, hey, son... I'm going to teach you how to be a man today. 
<laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. It was never that. Yeah. It was whatever he spoke, he walked it. His, his action always reflect his words. And as a man, that's what I had to realize is that if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And what I realized is that as a husband, my and when I say a husband, like my dad as a husband, yeah. there had to be trust. And I saw the trust that my mom had in him because of the man he is. And for me, that's something that I also wanted to make sure that my wife had in me as well. Yeah. I hope I'm not going too off. No, that's really beautiful. The question, right? Yeah. Because um, I don't, men are not taught how to, to date or like how how to to treat treat a a woman. woman. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And here's the thing, right, Tavia, is that we come from different cultures. I don't know. People out there, yeah, they may be North Americans. They maybe have to sit down and say, son, uh, this is how you're going to treat Jenny and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Right? Versus me, I saw, I'd see my dad maybe open a door for a lady. So when I'm there, I'm going to open the door for my wife. I'm going to open the door for a woman. Like when, when you speak to them, you speak to them with respect. You don't talk down to them. You don't call them out of their names. So these are the things that I saw, but it was never... This is what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easy to say what to do. Yeah. But I think it's a lot harder to live yeah. what to do. And I think for my dad, he, yeah, he walks the walk. He talks the talk. And I think a lot of it has to just do with his relationship with God as well. Okay. Yeah. But here's a question. Like, are women taught how to treat men? But you know what? I think you hit it exactly what it is. So when the other guest was saying that mm-hmm. men, a lot of men haven't been taught. Like, yeah, there's no men out there sitting down saying, yeah, this is how you treat a woman. Mm-hmm. But for him, I think he's saying there's a lot of guys who don't even have a man to look at as an example. Mm-hmm. So they don't know. Right. So where are they learning how to treat a woman, how to talk to a woman? Mm-hmm. On TV? On the streets? And then there are a lot of um, men who maybe there is a father in the house, mm-hmm. but they don't have that connection. Yeah. And that's another thing. So, mm-hmm. or they are in the house, there's somewhat of a connection, but the way that their father connects with their mother is not something to be replicated. Let's just put it lightly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's what it is. So that, so then where is a young man mm-hmm. supposed to learn those things? You have a great, honestly, that's a great question. Yeah. And... If you look at the society that we're in right now and you see how some of these young men interact with women, you you have to question is like where are they getting this? Yeah. Right? Because a lot of them just call them out of their names. <laughs> but here's a sad part though. Yeah. You have girls even referring to themselves now as the B. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like That's terrible. You know, like where's the ba- like what what do they really want? But yeah. again, I think it comes with maturity, mm-hmm. right? And you just, all you can really do is just hope and pray that as they get older, they realize their worth and their value. Yeah. Okay. So just wrapping up now, probably just trying to encompass everything that you said. One thing that Christian women, we kind of talk about, again, the rumble in the pews, or especially when I was younger, it was this thing about um, when we're looking for, or when we're praying for, a Christian man, an older woman told me, had said, oh, you know, you should be marrying a man who is the spiritual head, who is spiritually stronger than you. Mm. So because, you know, as the Bible says, the man is supposed to be the head of the household. You know, you have Christ and you have the man. And if you have a man who is spiritually sound or spiritually strong, then he can lead you. And then, you know, you'll be all good. You'll be straight. But I want to know the talk amongst the men. Is that something that, A, you even think about, men think about, or they're just like, okay, yeah, she's a Christian, I'm a Christian, cool? I know I struggle with it. I'll be straight up. I feel like there are more times I should be having, like, that those devotional times and praying. Like, yeah, I pray with my wife and stuff. But there are more times when we should be in the Word Mm -hmm. more. I don't think it's... Now, this is just coming from me. People are going to probably disagree. But that's cool. But... I don't think a man has to be stronger than a woman. Okay. Right? Spiritually. I don't think in the Bible even says that a man has to be stronger than a woman spiritually. Yeah. Again, I could be wrong. But I do (laughs) understand that, yes, the man should be a spiritual head of his household. 
he should call times of prayer. He should call times to worship God and to get into the word and to really dissect it and to grow with each other. But I don't think it's a sense of who's stronger and who's weaker. And when you start to, I believe, have that kind of conversation, it almost sounds like it's a societal question where the man is stronger or the woman is stronger or yeah. if a woman is stronger than you, then it makes you less of a man. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like, you can't get lost in those kind of conversations. Okay. I think the most important part of it is, as a man, are you leading your family in times of worship and prayer? Okay. Because if you're doing so, it makes your household stronger. Okay. It wards off any kind of spiritual attacks, right? It ward, it, it brings you guys to a place of real time of understanding who God is in your life. And in order for you guys to really, I believe, make it as a family, you do need to have God as your center. You do need to have God as your base, right? So okay. I think that it is important for the man to be a spiritual head or leader. Yeah. But I think we just, again, as I'm saying, that we have to not get lost in the fact that he's a stronger he's stronger spiritually or she's stronger spiritually and then the question is how do you gauge who's stronger yeah is it because well i speak in tongues mm-hmm. or no i um, can read the bible the whole day <laughs> or i listen to more christian podcasts yeah. or when i when i start to speak in tongues i can feel the house shaking like <laughs> you know what i mean like, i shouldn't you, laugh but it's no i it's not that i'm making fun of it but yeah. we got to be so careful when we get into those conversations because what you're doing now is you're actually more so setting setting your up yourself up to fail yeah right find a man find a woman who loves god who fears god and wants to be in a relationship with you and be in a relationship with god so you guys can make it okay yeah because i'm just wondering you know are there guys there you know sitting in church listening to this christian woman rattle off verses and he's saying oh man she knows more of the bible than me i can't date her or, you know, oh, man, she prayed for, like, 10 minutes. Oh, man, I only prayed for two. No, 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 I can't date her. I just always wondered if men are having those thoughts. Actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember I was, um, I was dating a young lady. And she was very holy. And <laughs> to a point where it's like, yo, I don't know if I could be with this woman. Because <laughs> I couldn't even tell her my past. Oh. Right. And so she's like over holy, maybe. Yeah, like holy yeah. than thou kind of yeah, feel, right? Yeah, yeah. And great person, but it's just if I cannot a hundred percent be myself with you and tell you, hey, this is what I did in my past, then there's something wrong there, right? Yeah, of course. And I don't want to feel as if that I am. I got to be shame. I have the shame of my my past, yeah. right? My past, my past, and. If I had to go back and do it again, I would. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes of it were sinful, but I go and do it again. Reason being is because I am who I am because of that. That's right. Right? And God has really opened up a lot of doors in my own life based on the things that I've done. And he's really spoken to me about things. And maybe I didn't have to go through it. I'm not saying that you have to go through certain things for God to speak to you. Yeah. But I'm just saying that based on the journey that I took and where I'm at, I'm still thankful and happy for it. And it's important that you can't just see a woman bring down a house. Sometimes I think it's, a, well, I can't use, you know, one <laughs> word, but it's um, amazing when, I think it's hot. Okay. When a woman can pray. Okay. You know, when she pulling on, it's like, hallelujah and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> yo, when a woman can pray, honestly, I'm not even joking. Mm. When you see a woman pray. Yes. Right and can call down heaven. Wow! It is one of the most amazing things ever. That should be in your top three, man. Yeah. Not looks. I don't hear a lot of guys saying that. I know. So yeah, if there are guys out there who agree with PG, please let us know because a lot of us single women, yeah, we are praying the house down. Mm-hmm. We're praying the house down to find you. <laughs> so I don't know, but I'm I'm just I'm just saying. So yeah, that's that's really nice because. 
I think for men to refer to something spiritual as hot is something I don't hear often. So yeah, if you guys are hiding out there, let us know, you know, come out, come out. Um, so we're going to wrap up for today, but PG, just want to thank you so much thank you for coming me. on Women That Way. We, we had a great time and I really value your insight. And again, for everyone out there, do you agree with what PG is saying? Any thoughts? Men, is he representing you well? Women, do you agree or disagree? Please let us know on Instagram or on Facebook. Before you go, I'd just like to share a verse, especially just thinking about a lot of the topics. We talked a lot of, about a lot of deep things, and I just wanted to just share this verse. So we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So I just thought this verse was very good, just in terms of talking about feeling shame, feeling timid, wherever we are in our spiritual journey, especially our dating journey. There's no shame in that. And also just highlighting what PG said. We really need to be there for each other, especially for, I think, the younger generation. I think as we get older, we really see what it is. But for the younger generation, you know, there's a lot of other things calling your attention, like social media and a lot of television and things that maybe have messages that are not aligning up with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God gives us power, love. Let's love each other and self-discipline. Let's not dive into things that are not edifying the Spirit. So we want to thank you again. Thank you, FreePG, for coming. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Women That Wait. And we'll and meet with you next time.